It's May 15th. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is no ordinary episode of the 10 News. This is the 10 News Gets Extra. In today's episode, we're sharing our full interview with Terry Virts, a former NASA astronaut and commander of the International Space Station. We had so much to talk about and great questions sent in from our listeners. But first, let's go to one of our tenors and get the lowdown on what NASA stands for and one of his favorite things about space. My name is Fox. I'm in the eighth grade at Nerud School, Los Angeles, California. NASA stands for National Aeronautics and Space Administration. One of my favorite things to do with space is how SpaceX can reuse the Falcon 9, creating a more sustainable future for space flight. There's so much cool science and technology that's come from the space program. Let's hear from Commander Terry Virts about what it's like to be an astronaut. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's great to be with you guys. Did you did you always know like your whole life that you wanted to be an astronaut? When I was in kindergarten, the first book I ever read was one of those cardboard books with like one line per page. And it was about Apollo. So it was about the moon program. And it was uh, it was the coolest book. I can still remember it, you know, what it looked like. And I was hooked. So it's like two questions. But what do you have to study and what do you have to be really, really good at to become an astronaut? So there's different ways in NASA to be an astronaut. Now, there's also private companies taking tourists into space, uh, maybe starting this year. So for that, you just need money. <laughs> you just need to be able to pay for your <laughs> ticket. But if you want to be a NASA astronaut, you know, a real, you go and live for six months and you're doing science and research, um, you have to have a technical college degree. So something in math or science or engineering or medicine, something like that. And astronauts come from different backgrounds. I was a fighter pilot and test pilot, but there's doctors, there's engineers there's scientists, there's people who have different careers. Most importantly is you need to have some type of what NASA calls operational experience, because when you're in space... You're not like writing equations on a blackboard. You're actually doing things. And so they want people who have done things, you know, with their hands, maybe risky things um, and before they pick you to be an astronaut. Yeah, I, I would guess that you have to be OK with being a little bit a little bit frightened and taking risks right. and, and feeling confident that you can get through it. What is the longest time? What's the longest period of time you've been in space? At, at like at one stretch. My my first space flight was two weeks. And then my last space flight was 200 days. So, uh, you know, over six months was my longest mission. Wow. That's incredible. And what happens when you come back to Earth after spending six months in your body getting used to being in space? What happens to your body when you get back to Earth? That is a really, President Obama asked me that question. We visited him at the White House uh, after my first flight. Yeah, we were just like totally as smart as each other, me and <laughs> President Obama. <laughs> you know, I was so, I'm a sports guy and I was, I like to play basketball. I was playing basketball with my son and like 
I couldn't even get the basketball to the rim. I felt so heavy. It was just like, oh, I was so heavy. And I was like, oh, and the ball wouldn't even get to the rim. And I forgot to tell him that story because he's into basketball too. And I'm still mad. So the next time I see him, I'm going to say, hey, I forgot to tell you this funny story. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even shoot a basketball up to the rim. So you feel heavy and you feel dizzy. Um, Just really like, oh, the world was spinning. Um, But my body recovered really quickly. For some reason, I was, it's like I was made to fly in space. You are a commander of a space station. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a commander of a space station? Um, so it basically means like if there's an emergency or some something goes bad, I would have been the person in charge. Um, it's kind of like being the captain of an airliner. You know, when I talk about leadership, um, most people are going to be followers a lot more than they're going to be leaders. So the first thing you got to do is learn how to be a good follower. Yeah. Um, before you can be a leader. And then when you're a leader, you have to understand who your audience is. So like if the people you're leading are young, they don't have any experience, they don't know what they're doing, you need to tell them what to do. But then when you have a team where the people know what they're doing and they're experienced, then you need to let them run things and stay out of their hair. So your leadership needs to change based on the team that you're leading. Absolutely. That's a, that's such a, That's such good insight for leading anything. Right. It's so great to have you with us. Now we have a few questions sent in by our tenors. Hello, my name is Selena. I'm six years old. I'm from San Francisco. My question is, why do astronauts have to use special rockets instead of airplanes? (laughs) That's a really good question. So when you go into space, um, you either go into orbit, which is just flying around the earth, or you, you go even faster and you leave earth and you want to go to the moon or Mars, you have to go to what's called escape velocity. So to go into orbital velocity on earth or in, we call it low earth orbit, just a few hundred miles from earth. Um, the speed is about 17,500 miles per hour. So that's pretty fast. And so if you tried to fly at that speed, you would just melt eventually. So you need a special rocket to get you above the air. Hi, my name is Ryden and I live in San Francisco, California. And my question for you guys is, how do astronauts entertain themselves? Well, so for me, I was mostly busy like every minute for six months. I had a lot of work to do, but... One of the things that I did, like in the evenings after dinner, I was a photography guy. They they tell me I took the most ever pictures in space. I like baseball, so I watched a lot of baseball. Or I listened to a show called Car Talk. It is the funniest radio show of all time. Hi, I'm Alex. I have a question for the astronaut. What do you feel like when you take off? So the first thing you feel is that you hear the engines and they are loud. It's a roar like nothing I've ever heard. Um, and then when the rocket lifts off the launch pad, you're accelerating. So it's kind of like being in a car when you slap up, when you, uh, when you slam on the gas and you're just smashed back. Um, only the space shuttle and the Soyuz got up to three G's. So three times your body weight. So that's kind of like laying on the ground and having three of your best friends lay on top of you, just smashing you down. It's hard to breathe. You have to push out your chest in order to let the oxygen in. Um, 
And so uh, you feel acceleration, you hear this amazing noise, and the shuttle has solid rocket motors. So it's like somebody grabbing you and just shaking you. So, you know, the sound, the acceleration, the vibration is pretty amazing. Hi, I'm Lulu. I'm nine years old. Have you been to the planet Mars? <laughs> I have not. In fact, no human ever has, but we have sent drones there, which is pretty cool. These rovers and NASA just today, the day we're recording this, um, flew the first ever helicopter. So it's the first ever airplane on another planet, which is so cool. So the last time humans went to the moon was in 1972. It's almost 50 years ago. Um, so no one's been back. Hopefully NASA is going to send astronauts there in the next few years, but we'll see. And then um, nobody's ever been to Mars. So hopefully someday the kids listening to this might be the first ones to go there. Hi, I'm Rose and I'm seven years old. What is the coolest thing you've seen in space? Our planet. Um, I saw so much, you know, the galaxy is so cool. Um, but just seeing Earth, and there's so many things about it. The problem with being an astronaut is your bucket list gets too long. And so seeing the sunrise and sunsets, seeing the moonrise and moonsets, seeing the Bahamas and the snow of Russia and Canada and the mountains of the Alps and the Himalayas and the Rockies and um, the deserts are really cool. Saudi, Namibia. Um, the Sahara deserts are massive, these beige pink things, um, actually in Algeria, it's kind of orange and black. It's really cool. So anyway, there's just, there's so many things I could talk for hours. Hello, my name is Charlotte and I'm 10 years old. I wanted to ask you what going up to space is like during COVID. You know, the funny thing about that, I actually, I wrote a short book last year about how being in space was similar to being stuck on earth in COVID because when I was there, we had three cargo ships back to back to back blew up. And so the station was all of a sudden low on supplies. And when the second one blew up, it was a Russian progress. Um, they delayed our replacement crew because they didn't want to launch the rocket until they knew what the problem was and were sure it was safe. So they didn't want to send us back to earth until the replacement crew got there. So they basically said, you're stuck in space until we can launch the replacement crew. So we were stuck in the space station. We didn't know how long it was going to last. We were low on supplies. And there was just a lot of uh, similarities between being stuck in space and being stuck down here in COVID. Um, uh, so my advice was, give yourself a schedule. Be sure you're getting physical exercise. Um, keep a good attitude. You know, this is not going to last forever. Talia wants to know, what's it like to be in space? Is it fun? Is it not fun? Can you touch the stars? Well, Talia, you can't touch if you you could touch the stars once, but then you would melt and die. So th those things are pretty hot. So you don't want to you can do anything once, but that doesn't mean you should do anything once. Um, but in being in space is really cool. Floating is just awesome. You feel like Superman um, looking at our planet, looking at the stars is awesome. Um, but honestly, most of what you're doing is work. I mean, I, you know, being in space is 99% work and 1% seeing the universe. Um, and so, but that's okay. It was worth it just to, I, I was willing to do the work just to get that view for sure. Um, so being in space is 99% work and 1% fun, but it, when you get the fun, it's really, really fun. 
Hi, I'm Sela, and I'm 11 years old. And I want to ask you what you eat for dessert in space, if you do it all. I'm a, I'm a big dessert guy. I was there with my crewmate, Scott Kelly, and he and I both like chocolate. So they would send me up, like I had a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups, and they had M&M's. They give you these bags of food, and they're supposed to last like two weeks. Um, and the dessert bag of food, it's it's like a backpack. Um, normally it has brownies and chocolate pudding and, and blueberry cake. It has different types of desserts, but this one, for some reason, only had one chocolate item. It was a, it was a little Debbie's brownie and Scott and I were looking at each other. And so we cut it in half and there's a picture of us. We're both very sad astronauts because we only have this half of a brownie <laughs> for two weeks. It was, it was really funny. Hi. My name is Jami, I'm eight years old, and I want to know what it looks like looking down at Earth from space. Thanks. Well, it is amazing. And that, like I was talking about earlier, there's just so many different things to see. Um, so really, every time you look at Earth, it's a different thing. You know, mountains or oceans or snow or ice um, or nighttime. At nighttime, uh, the thunderstorms are amazing. You see these lightning, especially over Africa and South America and the South Pacific, these tropical places, there's always lots of thunderstorms and they're amazing. This is from a parent. Kelly wants to know, <laughs> how do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> from a parent, not from the kid. The kids, Not from a kid. <laughs> yeah. Look, every human needs to know. So there, the answer is very carefully because <laughs> um, you don't want to be the person to make a mess. <laughs> and the other, the real bottom line is it's, uh, it's, it's airflow. So on earth you have gravity, gravity makes everything go in the right direction. Um, in space yet you, you, you need airflow. So they have these vacuums, they have a hose for number one, um, and then a, basically a can for number two. And so you go and the hose sucks everything away. Um, and you wipe it up and you're done. Or when you go in the can, you just close it up when you're done. And, and then it stays there. And, they, and then it comes back to Earth and burns up in one of these cargo ships. You know, every few months, one comes back to Earth. And so if you ever see like a Progress or a, a ISS cargo vehicle coming back to Earth, we call it deorbiting. And you see a big streak across the, the, it looks like a shooting star. You'll know what that streak is made out of. It is a poop streak. It's a, a poop, a, poop tail. a shooting poop star. Shooting poop star. <laughs> and the <laughs> for number one, for the urine, we actually recycle that. Wow. Thank you so, so, so much for doing this with us. It's so exciting to have you with us. And um, yeah, I guess there's so much to check out. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. This was really cool. Hope the kids enjoy it. Up next, it's time for... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Lots of countries send rockets and astronauts up to space, but recently, something from the final frontier fell back to Earth. Was it A, a moon rock, B, wrappers from astronauts' desserts, or C, debris from a booster rocket? Did you guess it? The answer is C. Debris from a booster rocket. 
China's space agency used the rocket to send up the first part of China's new space station. And according to the U.S. Space Command, it entered Earth's atmosphere somewhere over the Arabian Peninsula last week. This is the first time the Chinese have done an uncontrolled re-entry, meaning they're not guiding the rocket back down to Earth. Normally, rockets are guided to an unpopulated area, usually the middle of the ocean. Fortunately, things burn up upon re-entry. Otherwise, we really might need to be looking into those vibranium umbrellas we were talking about last episode. Time is up. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Look out for new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is counting the stars and includes Kate Hale, Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Andrew Hall, Jenner Pasqua, Stephen Tompkins, and Sarah Olander. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. Oh, no. I forgot to ask Commander Burtz about my favorite space thing, Oumuamua. Look it up. It is so cool. <laughs>